Tonight, we're going to continue with Jesus on the trail to the most important destination in human history. It is a trail that will lead through a city, through a temple, through a garden, through a courtyard, through a palace, and will ultimately end on a hill called Calvary. It is a trail that will weave through the promises, through patriarchs, through prophecy, and will end in propitiation. It is a trail that will pass through the masses broad and then will suddenly narrow to two thieves nailed, impaled on a Roman cross and will include possibility for them all. It is a trail ordained from the beginning of time, walked out in the fullness of time, and then providing an eternity no longer limited by time. It is a trail whose traveler is sinless and yet walks under the heavy weight of sin to pay the ultimate price for sin. It is a trail that will pass through the horrors of death and will end in the victory of life. And it is through this trail sinners like us are saved by faith in the Lamb that sojourned its length, passing through the cry, it is finished, and ending, he is risen. Tonight we take our next steps on the trail with our Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight our message is entitled, The Triumphant Trail of a Misunderstood Mission. The Triumphant Trail of a Misunderstood Mission. Tonight we're in John chapter 12, verses 9 through 19. John chapter 12, verses 9 through 19. The Triumphant Trail of a Misunderstood Mission. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's Word. Beginning in verse 9. The large crowd of the Jews then learned that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. But the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to death also. Because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and were believing in Jesus. On the next day, the large crowd who had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and began to shout, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Jesus, finding a young donkey, sat on it as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. These things his disciples did not understand at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of him and that they had done these things to him. So the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify about him. For this reason also the people went and met him because they heard that he had performed this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are not doing any good. Look, the world has gone after him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come tonight and we praise you tonight. We worship you tonight. Our hearts ring out all glory be to Christ our King tonight. Lord, I, I pray as we move into these chapters, into these verses, as we walk the steps in your word that led you to the cross, that showed your tremendous love to us, that secured our redemption as sinners. 
Lord, I pray that our ears would be open, that our hearts would be receptive. And I pray, Lord, that in these nights, in these days, in these verses tonight, that we would see you as never before. Lord, let us see you. Lord, I pray in the preaching of your word that, that if there's somebody that doesn't know you hearing the gospel, that this very night would be the night of their salvation. Lord, I, I'm thankful for 50 states and for 31 countries that have heard the good news. I pray, Lord, that that is just a beginning, just a start. And I pray that all the world would know there is a living Savior, Jesus, and our hope is in him. Lord, bless the folks here in this room. Bless those listening by some other means. Lord, we ask that you would meet with us at this time, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. One of the great mysteries that I've wondered about is how does a crowd, a, a great multitude, holler enthusiastically, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna to the son of David, laying down their coats before Jesus, how do they do that on one day, and just a few days later, the same crowd, how do they shoot, shout, crucify him, crucify him? Now, I've never been able to reconcile that. I hear that. I read this account, and I wonder, how is it the same crowd that, that hollers Hosanna when he comes to Jerusalem in just a few days will shout, crucify him? Either one must be your cry, but not both are possible. It cannot be. Well, here's what I've decided. They were both cries of their heart. And their misunderstanding of the first event resulted in their embracing of the second event. Now, very simply, when they didn't get what they chanted in the first cry, they sought to have the result of the second cry. Understand that, that's a deep thing, but, but let me try to make it plain. When they didn't get what they were chanting Hosanna in the first cry, they sought to save their face in the result of the second cry. All right, let's go to our verses tonight. Now, tonight I'm going to back up to three verses that I ended with last night. You may have recognized that. I'm going to include those. Uh, we've got 46 nights ahead of us. We've got time to do that. And I want to point out something in these verses before we move forward. Jesus and his friends have dinner at the home, the house of Simon the leper. Martha serves in great love. Mary pours the expensive perfume out in great love. And Judas leaves in anger. Now that was Saturday evening. That is the evening of the Sabbath. And the next day would be our Sunday. And that is the day that we have our events in these three verses. Now let me read them to you, starting again in verse 9. The large crowd of the Jews then learned that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Now, understand, these are the crowds, these are the people that had come to Jerusalem for the Passover. Most likely it wasn't those that lived in Jerusalem, but these were those that had made the trip in for the Passover. Now, they were from all over. Some of them were close. Some of them were further away. Many of them were from Galilee, and they had heard about Jesus. 
And so they have come to Bethany to see Jesus. And the Bible says not to just see Jesus alone, but also to see the one that he had brought back from the dead, Lazarus. Now I want you to understand this, this crowd, they are a happy crowd. They are glad. They are excited. They are in town for a festival, for a, a celebration. And in these days, they say, hey, we, we'll go see Jesus and Lazarus, the ones that everyone is talking about. All right, verse 10. But the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death also. Again, it's a conjunction of contrasts. Uh, the crowd, they are glad. They are celebrating. They are excited. They're curious. And so they go to see Jesus and Lazarus. And so uh, on one hand, there's the crowd, but then it says, but the chief priests plan to put Lazarus to death also. Now they have issued a, a, a declaration. They intend to kill Jesus, but now it says they intend to kill Lazarus also. They plan to kill Lazarus. Now I don't know if Lazarus had his T-shirt on that said, been there, done that. They plan to kill Lazarus. Verse 11. Because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. We ended with this last night. On account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. It says on account of it translates for the reason of, or it translates through him. And so understand, because of the testimony of the miraculous event in Lazarus' life, because of him, through him, people are believing in Jesus. Now, do you see that? They're not believing in Lazarus. Now, he's not the hero of their story. Because of what's happened to Lazarus, it says they are believing in Jesus. Now here's why I went back to these verses tonight. I want to ask this question. Are there people who are believing in Jesus because of you? Now that's a very pointed question. It, it's on purpose, uh, but we need to hear that. I want to ask you that question. Now you, are there people who are believing in Jesus because of you. Now, here's what we're going to say. In fact, you may already be thinking of it. You might be able to say, well, if I had the testimony of Lazarus, well, God would use me. I don't have that testimony. If I'd seen the things that he had seen or that these disciples had seen, then I would have a story worth telling. And we might say tonight, I'm no Lazarus. Oh, but listen, brother preacher, if I were, I would be greater than that. Let me ask you a question tonight. Were you dead in your sins? Because the Bible says you were. Did you encounter the truth of Jesus? That's what the gospel is. By faith in Jesus, are you alive in Jesus? That's what the Bible says. Is there a change, a big, noticeable, noteworthy change in your life because of Jesus? The Bible says anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, see, the new has come. And so tell me again tonight how you're no Lazarus. 
because I can't see a difference. Dear God, that people would find Jesus on account of us. Friend, I, I, I wanted to go to that point just to tell you tonight. That's your possibility tonight. Do you understand? That's your potential tonight. You say, well, not me. There has to be somebody else. I'm too old. I'm too young. I have, I have too terrible of a past. Listen, that is your possibility tonight. That is what God can do. That is what God wants to do. That people would find Jesus through you. All right, we're going to keep moving in our verses. Verse 12. On the next day, the large crowd who had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And so understand, this is the day after that. This is Monday morning. Uh, it says, the large crowd. Now, the estimate is there could have been as many as a million people that traveled into Jerusalem for the festival well, out of that group, it says a large crowd, a large chunk of those folks, a huge crowd, a massive crowd, they had heard of Jesus. They had heard of the miracles of Jesus. In fact, all of the talk was of Jesus. They had heard of Lazarus. Those from Galilee in that crowd had once already tried to make him king. And the Bible says of those folks... They are, try, they are coming out to meet Jesus. Now, I, I want to explain this to you. I want you to see this. There are actually two crowds in this episode. Now, there is the crowd that has come to Bethany to see Jesus and Lazarus. And so as Jesus leaves, they're making their way with Jesus. He's making his way from Bethany on his way to Jerusalem, and there is a crowd around him. They are joyful. They are excited, and they are traveling with Jesus. It is a large crowd. And then there is this other crowd, and they are leaving Jerusalem, going to Jesus. They have heard that he is coming, and so they are going to Jesus. And so somewhere on this two-mile road, they start to see each other. There's a crowd coming with Jesus, and there's a crowd going to Jesus, and they start to hear each other. And maybe some of them run ahead, and the kids are running along beside, and it is a grand day. Verse 13. I'm going to read 12 again. On, on the next day, the large crowd who had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, verse 13, took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. Other gospel accounts tell us that they take off their coats, take off their outer layers, and they place them in the robe before Jesus. It was a sign of honor. It was a sign of royalty. Then they take the date palm branches and they start to wave them. They lay them in the way. They wave them. That was a sign of victory. When a, when a victorious war party would return home, they would take the palm branches and they would wave them as a sign of victory. When a victor came to your town, you would wave the palm branches. The Bible says they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. It means save us now. It literally translates, pray, save us. Pray, save us. 
Save us now. Now, they are yelling that at Jesus. Save us now. Save us now. They believe he is the Savior. They believe he's the one that's going to deliver them. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They are quoting Psalm 118, verse 26. It literally translates, blessed is the coming of the one in the name of the Lord. And so they're saying this is the one sent of God. This is the one coming for God. This is God's Savior. The Gospel of Matthew says they are shouting, Son of David. It is a name for the promised Messiah. Here they're saying, even the King of Israel. See this tonight. Understand this. Here's what they're shouting. They are shouting, our king is coming. Our king is coming. Sent by God, long-awaited, victory at last. This is our day. Our king is coming. Here's the deal. They misunderstand their king. You see, they thought he was a king like David that defeated all the enemies. They thought he was a king like David that would restore their nation to prominence. That's what they wanted. They thought he was a king like David who could defeat Rome and lift the burden off their back. They thought he was a king that would assemble an army and he would gather together horses and chariots and Israel and their, and their mom is back. We are back. Our king is here. Our king is here. Our king is here. They misunderstand their king. Verse 14. Jesus, finding a young donkey, sat on it as it is written. Verse 15. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. Verse 15 is a quote from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. It is from hundreds of years earlier. I want to read it to you. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 says this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Stay with me. The king that they wanted would come on a chariot. There would be horses around that chariot. There would be guards on foot around the horses. And that the king that they would want would come on a chariot. There would be the blast of horns. There would be flags that would be waving. It was the way that David traveled. A warrior king, he would have traveled on a, on a strong, tall horse, ready for war, adorned and decorated for battle. That's how a warrior king would have come. And Jesus came on a donkey. A donkey was a sign of humility. A donkey was a sign of passiveness. There's no threat in a donkey. A peasant could secure a donkey. There was no esteem in a donkey. And Jesus comes winding his way down the trail on a donkey. Zechariah wasn't wrong. In fact, he's perfectly right. Salvation had come. The king had come. Their savior was there. 
but it was for a different cause. It was a misunderstood mission. They, they wanted a king that would supplant Rome. This was a king that would succumb to death. They wanted a king that would lead a revolt, that would spark a revolution. This was a king that would submit in silence. They wanted a king that would come in flamboyant pride. This one enters in quiet humility. And so soon, in fact, very soon, they would become disenfranchised with this king. Soon they would become disappointed with this king. This wasn't what they expected. Soon in disgust, they would dismiss this king. And as he's arrested, it's just further evidence as he's whipped, as he's beaten, as he's mocked. This wasn't their king. No, not their king. He wouldn't endure like this. This wasn't their king. And so their cries soon change. This wasn't the king we thought. Crucify him. This wasn't the king that we wanted. Crucify him. This isn't the king that we need. Do you see Rome? Crucify him. They misunderstand his mission. Verse 16. These things his disciples did not understand at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of him and that they had done these things to him. The disciples on this day, they didn't remember what Zechariah had said. They didn't remember. Later they would. The Bible says later they would. They had missed it on this day. But, but let me tell you, don't be too hard on them. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does in the life of a believer is to remind us of the Word of God. Well, at this point, they were not filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Today we are. And listen, our prayer should be, God, remind us of your word. As we travel through life, remind us of your word. As we make decisions, God, remind us of your word. As we entertain sin, God, remind us of your word. Verse 17. So the people who are with him, Jesus, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify about him. Now it says those that saw the great miracle, they kept on, they continued testifying about Jesus. It's a word that means they kept bearing witness to Jesus. Let me tell you this, if you, if you truly see Jesus, how would you not? If you had truly seen the healing of Lazarus, how would you not? Really, how would you stop if you were a witness to that? What about us tonight? If we've truly seen Jesus, if we truly know Jesus, how would we stop? How would we not testify to his greatness? How would we stop if we've truly seen Jesus? Listen to me tonight. In these days, in these days, the great need as our world grows colder, the great need as our world grows harder, the great need as our world gets darker is for believers to testify to Jesus. How would we not? How would we not? There is hope. We know the answer. There is peace. We know the answer. How can we stay silent? They couldn't. Verse 19. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you're not doing any good. Look, the world has gone after him. Verse 19, he has to die. 
He has to die. Look, we're not doing any good. We're not making any headway. Look, the world's going after him. He has to die. He has to die. Zechariah was right. Be sure tonight this isn't a story of defeat. This isn't a story of hopes that were raised and then hopes that were dashed. No, listen, Zechariah was not was right. The king has come. Listen, the victor has come. The Savior is Jesus. And they may have missed it. They may not have understood it. But instead of a political victory, he's going to bring an eternal victory. Instead of a warring king, he is a saving lamb. Instead of striking a blow against Rome, he's going to strike the death blow against Satan. And through him, they didn't understand it. They missed it. Through him, salvation is secured. Through him, sinners are saved by faith. Listen to me. They had the wrong idea, but it was the right cry. Hosanna, Hosanna, save us now. Save us now. Hosanna, save us now. Jesus, the donkey-delivered Messiah, does just that. And blessed is he who came in the name of the Lord. Praise our Savior, Jesus. Let's pray. Every Father, we come, and I'm so thankful for this picture. I'm so thankful for this truth. You knew the mission, you walked the trail, you stayed on the mission, you came to save people lost in sin, people wrecked in sin, people perishing in sin. It wasn't for a temporary kingdom, it wasn't for a, for a political seed, it wasn't for power, it could be snatched away, it was for the salvation of sinners. Lord, I'm thankful for that good news, I'm thankful for your grace. Thankful for your sacrifice made for me and for us. Lord, on this night, we see our humble Savior come on a donkey. We praise you. We thank you. We call you our Lord and our King. Lord, I pray that you've spoken. I pray that you continue to speak. I pray, Lord, in this time of invitation that you, that you have our attention. I, I pray that your ears have perked up, that hearts have turned to you. I pray that tonight in the preaching, the hearing of the good news of a risen Savior, tonight there might be some and, and perhaps many that would be saved tonight. Lord, again, we're thankful for your truth, for your word. I pray that you have been and you are glorified in the preaching of it. We give you this time of response, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close our service with a time of response this Wednesday night. We're going we're to close our service with a time to respond to the truth of God's word. And I want to tell you the good news on the 54th night is the good news of every single night, and that is this. We have a Savior, Jesus. We have the forgiveness of sin in our Savior, Jesus. And he came, if you can imagine, in humility, the King of kings, the Lord of lords in humility, that he might save you and that he might save me. The good news of the gospel is this isn't shut off to anybody. No sin is too great. No distance is too far. He came for you. He loves you. He paid your penalty on the cross of Calvary. The Bible says if you will trust in him, if you'll receive him in faith, no work of your own, if you'll receive him, 
in faith, you shall be saved. That's the good news of the gospel. Tonight, if you're hearing this in any way, and you've never trusted Jesus, he's your hope, he's your answer. Turn to him tonight. He will save you tonight. If you're here and you followed Christ by faith, in faith, but you've never followed in believer's baptism, on this night, we want to give you an opportunity again to come and say, I want that testimony to stand in obedience to Christ in my life. And so you come tonight, and we'll set a day. It'll be a great day of celebration, testifying to who our Savior Jesus is. Maybe you're looking for a church home and you've prayed about it. You come as well, and together we'll serve His cause for His glory. Maybe on this Wednesday night you want to pray at an altar. Maybe you want to come and pray with me. I'm going to ask that no one would move around, no one would head for an exit. You pray for those that are making decisions. If God has spoken to you tonight, if you have a decision to make tonight, if you need more answers tonight, as we stand and sing, you step out. You come on. I'll meet you here. You come on. Come on.